I should just say up front before we even start this shit. Nigga, this sangria goes down. Nigga! This is great. <laughs> oh my god. I'm already I'm already feeling it. Nigga. You look like you're already feeling it. Oh boy, it's gonna be a good show. God damn it. The following content refuses to show up in matching Christmas pajamas. Start the show. Oh boy, yeah, mm. yeah, off, off the rip. Oh shit, it's gonna be good. Niggas plus information plus alcohol. Woo! <laughs> 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 Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am sangria. I'm not sangria. <laughs> I am D Randall. I am sipping on the strongest sangria I've ever tasted in my life. Um, so about that, we should go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, because um, we're gonna forget later. <laughs> dead ass. We have sponsorship. We have uh, for this episode liquor sponsorship, which, by the way, you can also get in on. Um, if you live in the Texas, in the Houston area, Texas. Texas area. If you live in the Texas area, you are free to send us liquor. Please send us liquor. Mm. Um, just like our fan, member of Team Oz, Sedina, has sent us. What up, Sedina? Sedina, not only because not only did she send us sangria, she sent us a large, uh, a large bottle of Jim Beam Peach. Okay, we'll get into that in future episodes. Ooh, definitely. So we are definitely oh, nice and liquored up. Uh, going into 2020. Thank you. Oh, thank you, you so much. What did you say much. your name was, Sendea? Sedina. C- okay. Sedina, I apologize for calling you Sendea later. <laughs> it's, uh, this is some of the darkest, most concentrated sangria I have ever seen. She warned me up front. She, now, she sent this. Now, I got this. She brought it to me. She brought it to me Monday. Oh, yeah. And she told me up front. It is strong. She is not lying. She is not lying at all. Um, even Randall's wife had some. Holy shit. And even she was like, wow. She she gave us like a discretionary <laughs> warning before like beginning this podcast. She was like, yeah, you, did y'all eat? Yeah. <laughs> did y'all be fucked up? Yeah, this is, this is oh. gonna be interesting. Episode seventy. Yes, sir. What a what a way to jump into the sevens. Well into AERP territory with this one. <laughs> There's no turning back. Oh man, uh, how how was your week? I know you've been off. That's that's it. That sums it up. Um, <laughs> I've been off, and I've been watching the world move around me. I've been laughing at people who have had to work over the last several days, but uh, I also appreciate your sacrifice. Um. Thank goodness the holidays are over. Oh God, yes. We can go back to normal. We're in that limbo between 
Christmas and New Year's. Man. Niggas are already popping fireworks, so they don't care. Niggas are sending them hey stranger texts. Mm. The you know the women they know are in town because they know they know uh, <laughs> W four season W two season is coming up. W two season is coming up. They so. gotta they gotta start getting in on it. You know, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta make that pipe work work for all it's worth, man. You know, get that check. Fellas, find you a woman who needs her taxes done. Listen, listen. If you can do taxes, if you understand that shit, and and the demand is out there, bro, feel that demand. They will not forget you. Come check time, mm. honestly, they won't forget you when that hey stranger text goes out. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, you know, treating somebody to food, treating somebody to a movie or whatever, uh, that's one thing. But when you start fulfilling, like, actual adult needs, those are the ones they don't forget you. That's what I'm talking about. Real talk. Um, humans ain't shit. I said. Okay. So, um, I love, then the thing I love about potting is that right after we get through potting, some shit happens. Every time. At right after we adjourn. So I went to a function right after this and I look on my Twitter feed and Steph Curry's nudes had leaked. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I did get some nice Aisha Curry jokes off. Uh, <laughs> she is at the house sick. Just just sitting in the kitchen making stress muffins like what's her name on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> that one time. This whole whole kitchen just full of muffins. She's still not getting the attention she wants. Steph, <laughs> Steph walks Steph walks in, daughter eating eating muffins. Tom, she just looks over, stress muffins. She's like, yeah, blueberry, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> She's just in a fugue state making muffins all day and night. <laughs> Wearing heels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Stress Muffins. Um, so, uh, not long after that, the uh, baby, whose music I have honestly still not heard. <laughs> uh, not missing much. Not missing anything? Okay. The baby's nudes leaked. Equally as unfortunate. Equally as unfortunate, the 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 black woman delegation disagrees with us. Mm. They had a good time off that shit. Good for them. Apparently, uh, for the context of a black woman's needs, uh, the baby's nudes were very impressive. Mm. Okay. Um, good for him. And so they were jumping for joy. They were, oh, I'm going to start listening to his music, the second, the third. Oh. And now, now, granted, it turns out a couple of days later that these are not the baby's actual nudes. Gasp! And there, it was some porn dude or some some cam dude, sex worker who I'm sure has had a large uptick in his OnlyFans page. Getting some tips. Um. So shout out to that man. So it was not the baby. It was not the baby. Okay. Um. But what concerned me about this? Was the level of double standard, and I, and I got a lot of pushback about the about calling it a double standard, and maybe I, maybe I can even not call it a double standard, but there is something unfair about the response. If Megan The Stallion had leaked nudes off of her phone, 
and we all perved on it and loved it and applauded it the way the women did, mm-hmm. we would all be dragged into the town square and tarred and feathered. All of us. Maybe, but women also have an equal reaction to Megan the Stallion. Well, I mean, sure, some women do like Megan. Some women do like Megan, and they, you know, and of course they applaud her body and this, that, and the third. But just as a matter of the violation of privacy, gotcha. there would definitely be some pushback. Um, a, a lot of pushback because we, and we know this because Jill Scott's news got leaked. Yep, and that was not considered cute. As a matter of fact, that was a part of that whole. I don't know if it was like an Apple hack or something, but like a lot of celebrity nudes got leaked that one time. The fappening. The fappening. Now that now the the violation <laughs> of privacy is not funny, but the fappening is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see y'all have that same energy whenever they leak Candace Owens nudes. Uh, we won't. Mm. <laughs> we won't. I'm just saying. Let me let me go ahead and let me go ahead and spoil <laughs> that one for you. <laughs> Um, and my thing is this, and this is my, this is my problem with it, is that the baby told y'all up front, he told y'all a long time ago on Twitter, I, I don't send nudes. So if you see some shit on my Twitter page like that, then I got hacked. Okay. Oh, so he put it out there. He put it out there. Oh. I don't do that. I don't, I don't send that kind of shit out. Uh, he, now he did not say whether or not he actually does or does not have them. <laughs> But he was like, I don't send that kind of shit out. I don't even. He said, I don't even know the password to my Twitter. So smart man. If you see some shit, just know I got hacked. And so the violation of privacy right there isn't cute. Um, not only this man apparently now this man said on I believe it was bumass Angela Yee's podcast that. Um, he had been violated as a child mm. by an older woman. And I have a problem with, I, I mean, violating anybody is wrong, but I have a problem with violating somebody who's already made it known that they have been violated. Um, that makes it extra problematic. Not only that, he kind of explained that in retrospect, that was what happened. Like he, he had never thought about that as right. a young man. Which is the case with a lot of these situations that people come forward with. Exactly, and he kind of he kind of it, it was kind of received with laughter because it's Angela Yee's podcast, yeah, and, and they don't they don't take serious they don't take shit seriously when it happens to young men. They don't. Um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's not the first time I've listened to her podcast. I'm pretty sure it's not the first time they have yeah. received something like that with laughter, but. I have a problem with somebody being violated that's been violated already um, that is just coming into that realization. All of it just smacked problematic. Now, here's the pushback I got, and it's understandable. I want to I wanna make it known here on this podcast that I get it, is that a woman, a woman whose nudes are leaked or a woman who is in any way sexually provocative is not going to be received the same way as a man mm-hmm. um, because women get called all kind of sluts and hoes and this, that, and the third. Granted, um, there will be somebody, there will be some people who will definitely celebrate their sexuality and celebrate their sexual uh, freeness, but 
Um, this is for people who aren't Megan the Stallion, who people who just get violated in their regular everyday lives. These are the kind of things that cost people their livelihoods, right? Particularly women. So I understand that there is a level of uh, unbalance, of imbalance there. So I don't want to ever think. I don't want it to ever be known that I'm just I'm I'm forgetting about that. Having said that, that doesn't just because it's re, just because something's received positively doesn't mean that the person who was violated is mm-hmm. receiving that in themselves positively. They're not necessarily flattered by it. Just because women think this is cute doesn't mean the baby thinks it's cute. Right. Especially when it's not really him, and now this is just associated with his name now. That doesn't mean he thinks it's cute. And if he doesn't think it's cute and he feels violated, it's a violation. I mean, period. Yeah. Um, and yes, not every and, and yes, some some dudes are lauded for the release of their nudes or their sex tapes or whatever, but ASAP Rocky's getting clowned. Hey, I mean, I, I heard that the stroke game was weak. Was not great. It was not it was not, not great. Not, not, not for the books. Hey. And you know every every dude whose nudes get leaked are not received uh, the same way. Um, I'm pretty sure Michael B. Jordan had a had might have had a had a loose dick pick out and was uh, the reviews were not great. Yeah, I don't I don't tend to remember things like that. All I'm saying is that if Michael B. Jordan can be thrown off a challenge mountain. Hey, <laughs> let's not act like niggas don't get clowned. The motto is, y'all, stop sending nudes. Be naked in person. Be naked in person. That's the name of the episode. I won't say stop saying, sending nudes because I will de- good well. Anyway, that's the name of the episode. Be naked in person. Be na- <laughs> God damn it. Be that does not apply to this podcast, though. Be naked in person. That No, that does not apply to this podcast. Um, no, not at all. But... Um, be naked in person and also men do give I, I, I realize that given that we live in a male dominated society the consequences and the repercussions from things aren't always going to be the same as with a woman but I don't think we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I don't think that means pun <laughs> and I don't think that we have to just just Completely forego um, what a man goes through, because that's the reason niggas don't want to niggas don't want to open up emotionally. Is because it's not going to be taken seriously. Because yeah. fuck you, you're a man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, you're a man, and you benefit from male. I, just because I benefit from male privilege, and I do, I do, and every man does. Just because I benefit from male privilege doesn't mean I don't go through shit. Right. And I think it's important to realize both sides of that. I think I think we get so I think people get so desensitized to things like male privilege and people benefiting uh, from living in a male dominated society that sometimes sometimes I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes male pain gets thrown out. Yeah, baby with the bathwater. Yep. All I'm saying is let's keep it funky. Um, and just be mindful of what black men are going through. And we've talked about this. I can't talk about black mental health enough. 
but certainly for black men. I can't talk about it enough. Um, because somebody, somebody who's not the baby, somebody who's not Steph Curry, somebody who's not um, uh, fucking ASAP Rocky, who, for whom the internet is forever, and they and it won't get, uh, and it won't and it won't get erased with just the next jump shot they they knock off. Yeah, somebody is watching how people are receiving those things. And watching and and it's informing whether or not they want to open up about their own pain. True. Whether it be to a therapist or to their loved ones. So I'm just saying we can just be mindful of that. That's all I want. Um uh, having said that. I am so faded right now. I am a little I am a little faded, I swear like, to God. I'm already a glass and a half into it. I, I would say I'm behind you. I'm kind of babysitting this and I'm already kind of fucked up. I am all I'm about to be fucked. This is not good. <laughs> song of the week mercy uh song of the week i haven't given y'all any good slow jams in a minute um i had to come back with i had to come back with it because that's what apparently that's what gets the praise around here uh i've discovered yeah. a young artist by the name of i'm probably um completely destroying her name tanarell Sure. Uh, very, uh, very attractive young lady, um, and she. Uh, I what what turned me on to this song? What turned me on to her music? Because I definitely went down the rabbit hole on Spotify. Was that um, she's kind of brought back that sound that the weekend kind of abandoned? You know that that space voodoo fuck music, like. No, no, no. Uh, T A N E R E L L E. Tanrell. Yeah, that's a bunch of Okay. Um, I, I just gotta see what she looks like. Okay. And I actually, I seem to remember she had some drama earlier in the year. Maybe, maybe it was maybe it was early early this year or last year. But she had some drama where it was like. Her titties, like her titties, didn't stand up a certain a certain conventional way. Okay, and she didn't give a fuck, and she told y'all she was gonna wear what she want to wear. Uh, it kind of came and went, which uh, I don't I don't see what the problem is. Um, I, I've been on her Instagram. I don't get what the problem is. I think they're nice, but um, yeah, I like that kind of mix between like what Janelle Monae does and what um, the weekend. Kind of that lane he was in before he turned into, I I don't know what you call that version of pop. Yeah. Um, but I like this chick. Uh, so we're gonna get into her song. This is Tannerelle, um, with Continuum. And yeah. we and so go ahead and pour yourself something. Hopefully something as strong as what we have. Woo man. Um, and we will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Mix with me unfold solutions. Bear witness to my evolution. Violent moans, untamed contusions. We're not real. 
Slightly relish in desire You say that I'm a state of mind I say a space, you say I'm tired What if the two could intertwine? You grab me, there your fingers sing We breathe, we tense, no time to think I take you till you're on the brink Then we dive off the edge and sink Make love That's what the fuck I'm talking it's about. Nice man, it's man. Nice. I, anything it, it, that it, I, that's why that's why I say I miss the old weekend. He kind of sort of does it every now and then, but I miss that just that 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 slow, heavy bass. He that, made, he made too much money and cut his hair. <laughs> Once a nigga cuts his hair after having fucked up hair for so long, you know it's like ah, he gave up. Now he look like that. Now you look like that cool ass math teacher that probably used to be a cool like that probably used to be the shit. Damn. <laughs> he got that. He got that. He got that salvation. He got that salvation army job interview suit on all the time. And shit. <laughs> uh, that was Tannerell with uh, Continuum. 
Very sexy shit. Uh, so shout out to her. Um, hey, I have an idea, Team Oz. If you like the song, um, if you like the song of the week, two things you can do. If you like the song of the week, first of all, if you're a Spotify listener, follow us on Spotify where you can see um, uh, under Opinions While Black Featured Music. Um, it is a playlist of all the songs of the week where you can find them all under one umbrella. The second thing you can do is follow us on Twitter uh, at Opinions Black. Um, and if you like the song of the week, tag that artist. Tag the artist in the song of the week and make sure they know how much you love their shit. Do it. Because um, we want them to get on. We want to, I mean, most of them are on, but we want them to get the attention uh, that they deserve. Um, and we want them to know that you, that we love their music and that you love their music. Uh, so, with that said, let's go into what has been taking place this week. Oh, we got to talk about Eddie. Okay. Eddie's return to SNL. Yes, his much hyped return to SNL after 35 years. Um, this is this, this is this is his first time back. I love that joke he got off where he was like, you know, or if you're black, this is the first time you've watched SNL since 1984 <laughs> when I left. <laughs> um, I gotta admit, man, I was a little shaky. I was a little worried because. You know, in this time of cancel culture and this kind of call-out culture and all this kind of shit, I was worried how Eddie Murphy was going to be received. And I got to tell you, he made me happy, he man. Did, he did it right. He, he found a nice, happy medium. He did call it Bill Cosby, though. He, he went for Bill's neck. He said, if, if you would have told me 35 years ago that today I would be back on SNL and Bill Cosby would be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> And then Eddie's manager, or whoever went on to call Eddie, uh, uh, Bill's manager. Bill's whoever, manager. Yeah, Bill's manager went on to call Eddie like a Hollywood slave or something. To which Eddie replied, Did my direct deposit go through? <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Here's my thing. And here's my thing about Bill and his people having opinions. Um, if you are in, If you are a rapist... In prison, and <laughs> you have time to concern yourself with what is taking place with people that are not in prison, um, and events taking place outside of prison. I am led to believe that the penal system is not making prison miserable enough for rapists. Good point. I feel like every time somebody asks you, first of all, who, what unlucky soul from the blogs is on Bill Watch? <laughs> <laughs> what, what unlucky motherfucker got that job? They just have an alert set for, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anytime Bill is saying something to the people, about his thoughts on anything, it should just be it should just be followed by a bunch of random, just a bunch of random niggas in D block chasing him to the Benny Hill music. Just just at any just at any random time of the day, bad check nigga, and just run his and just run his old ass all over the prison. 
Like, Bill need not have opinions about things anymore. Shut the fuck up. Worry about prison. Like, if I'm in prison and I'm 80-something years old, prison is my only concern. Ever. 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 And, you know, contemplating the fact that you're going to die in prison, you know, is one of those things that you should probably think about. Probably give some honest thought to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on to people that aren't rapists in prison. Um, <clears throat> I have to admit, man, Eddie killed it. The skits, he killed it. It also shows how the characters that he created back then still stand up today. I thought Mr. Robinson's neighborhood was a work Woo! of genius. Um, the fact that Mr. Robinson is now a squatter. <laughs> a squatter in a gentrified neighborhood. Yes. Stealing niggas Amazon TVs and shit. Taking your Amazon packages. <laughs> Leave that shit around here. He knows who squatters' rights are. <laughs> that was that was brilliant. Um, I think my favorite my favorite one was uh, Gumby doing the news. That was funny. That, that that came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. Not only that, any anytime you have the regulars breaking character like that. Oh yeah. Michael Che was trying not to just die. Like he just, <laughs> Gumby, Gumby Eddie Murphy was killing it. Yes. Oh man, I was loving that shit. Um, uh, now we have to talk about um, the big moment, the moment of you know bringing out Dave Chappelle, uh, bringing out Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock. You know, Tracy and Chris are definitely two uh, SNL titans, former SNL titans. And uh, Keenan, all on on the set at the same time, all on camera. That that big black moment. Yep. Some of y'all on Twitter just got to chill though, because y'all were really trying to crop Keenan out of that scene, man. Shit, y'all don't understand. Shit, Keenan, Keenan is low key a G on y'all fools. Um, Longest standing SNL member ever, ever of, of anyone. Um. He and actually the line that he gave when when the other when the white guy came on stage was actually kind of like the it was kind of like the linchpin in the whole joke in that he's like nah I'm defined like this is our moment this exactly. ain't this ain't a time for y'all this is like we're telling y'all what this exactly. is exactly get this white boy the fuck out of the shot we here and if y'all got shit to say about Keenan y'all forget Keenan had a a highly rated and very popular show on Nickelodeon for several years I would say called. All that followed by Keenan and Kel. So he'd been popping on his own shit even before he got to SNL. He was definitely one of the more memorable people on all that. Yep. Um, uh, him and like uh, Amanda Bynes came later, but you know, and um, and of course Keenan and Kel was hilarious. Um, there are people, there are grown adults who, there are grown adults now who still think Keenan and Kel is funny as shit. I am grown adults. Uh, I am also grown adults, um, and so I, I I think that now granted, comedy wise, I don't think he's in the same tier as Eddie, Chris, or Tracy. He's not, but however, he he's also been able to to get himself into a lane that none of them were able to get into. It may not be as lucrative as what the others did, but. The thing is, we have to re- we have to realize that black talent is not a monolith. 
True. So we don't always have to appeal to purely black audiences. Everyone doesn't have to come from the the Def Jam cloth, exactly. so to speak. And for someone like Keenan to not come from that cloth and to to make it in another realm entirely, you got to give it up. Just like we used to shit on Wayne Brady for years. Wayne Brady was getting it popping, getting that ABC money, getting that getting that that desperate housewife money. You know what I'm saying? And even if we didn't know who he was, he was still breaking that bread. And let's and and let's be very clear. Um, the the whole point of being referred to as a minority is that there are less of you than there are of them. So if we're just talking about numbers, having your money is cool. Having their money is great. I'm just saying, I'm not turning down their money. If somebody comes, if somebody comes to me right now. Trying to hand me, trying to hand me a Spotify deal to do opinions <laughs> while black. Yep. Guess what the fuck we doing? <laughs> I, just, I just want my cut. That's all. I, that's a, 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 oh, that goes without saying, bro. Like that, that's no, no, we made it. That's just, yeah. that, no, with that check, nigga, we made it. Rest, trust and believe. Um, you know. So uh, yeah, shout out to Keenan, man. Good, uh, good for Keenan getting his getting his due. Uh, stop cropping that nigga out of them photos, bro. Um, what else? Shit, y'all might be working for his ass one day. <laughs> real talk, real talk. Somebody, I mean, Lauren ain't gonna live forever. I mean, he's trying, but he ain't gonna live forever. Um, oh, that's what. Oh, that's why I almost forgot. It's time for Drake Watch. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, the. The recurring segment we've dedicated to what Six God's doing, who, six, he's, six, six. who he's doing it with, and are there coded messages to Rihanna in it? Um, Drake just dropped a new song and a new a new video. That is a statement of fact. Um, the the song is War. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake basically Drake does this every he does this once an album. I'll say Drake wants you to know. That despite all the singing song shit, all the all, all the attempts at uh, 808 and heartbreaks, um, that he is still a rapidy rapper. He also wants you to know that he is a UK grime artist and that he's originally from somewhere in Britain. So he turned into like Tricky? Yeah, so uh, I was going <laughs> to say he turned into Big Shock. <laughs> Man's not hot. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he basically he basically was listening to Big Shaq a little bit too he long. He sure did. Because <laughs> that uh, shit, first of all, all the fucking jet skiing and shit. Yeah. You know, he All was, the North Face joints. He was out there getting his John Boyega on. Like, he, he wasn't really. <laughs> let me just, you know, on a quick side note, let me just say, I have not watched Star Wars yet. Really? Uh, no, I have not gotten, been able to get out to watch Star Wars. Okay. But the thing I love most about these Star Wars movies is that John Boyega is back making the rounds, doing his usual like fuckery? <laughs> did you see yes. that shit on Twitter where he was interviewing himself? I did not see that. Oh my god, Boyega on Boyega! That shit was great. Um, I was crying laughing. But yeah, John Boyega is—he wants y'all to know that he did not expect to get this Star Wars money. He doesn't know if he'll ever get the Star Wars money again. Smart man. The answer is no. And he is living it the fuck up. 
Oh man, I'll never forget when he went to the to the opening for Force Awakens, and he had all his niggas from from London. Yeah, and it was all <laughs> that shit was great. I love that nigga. Um, oh, I'll show it to you off air. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, about about Drake. So it was a lot of jet skiing. There's a lot of snowboarding. Yeah. There's a lot of niggas in North Face in North Face trying to act like they at the bashment party and shit. It's it's just a lot of niggas that look like Akon. Kind of. It's just typical Drake. That's all I can say. Just typical Drake. Um, but more noteworthy than that, uh, he did release on Christmas Day. He released uh, a two almost two and a half hour interview video interview. Oh, the rap radar with rap, rap, rap radar featuring um, resident dick sucker Elliot Wilson, <laughs> and that is not a statement on his sexual preference. That's a statement on his interviewing methods, particularly when it comes to Jay Z. Uh, Elliot Wilson, who I've heard from from reputable sources, does not wash his hands after using the restroom. Um, anyway, that's not relevant uh but what was relevant during this interview is that drake actually seeded defeat to push a t oh wow yeah it was his first time really speaking on it and to his credit he did handle it in a very mature way he did he did acknowledge that by him mentioning Pusha t's fiance by name that he crossed the line and that he admitted that Pusha t pulled a checkmate move by pulling up his son that he did not want revealed to the world and as he started formulating a response to it, he realized that the only way to one up that is to really get into some some personal, personal, personal shit Agreed. that would definitely cross a line that he's very uncomfortable with crossing when it comes to, um, you know, keeping shit on wax, as we used to say back in the day. So he, you know, through also through the urging of Jay Prince, elected not to go through with the follow through. And he's like, you know, push a one. And he actually said those words like push a one. That like that's that's his. He said push he, a one. Yeah, he, okay. he gave it to him. He's like he won that because I can't. Mainly because like when you put a person in a position where they can't, they can't continue because to do so would be to go to a level that they're not ready to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because it could spill out into the real world as well. He was like, I, I would just, I'll just take that L and keep being successful. Uh, look, that's um, that's. And that's kind of how that's kind of how his historically speaking, that's kind of how his career has gone. Yeah. Um, and this is why this is why ultimately Drake is kind of Teflon. Yep. Because he just keeps it pushing. And um, honestly, <clears throat> Push did the right thing in the regard that <clears throat> when you are the it's it's weird to say lower tier artist, but when you're not a marquee artist the way Drake is, because heads know who Push is, right? But on the on the pop mainstream stage, when you are, um, when you are lesser known, you got to go for the jugular. You ha- you almost have to go too far. We saw that with cannabis, uh, coming for LL. Uh, cannabis. Yeah. Delivered an all out, an all out assault. Now, granted, LL delivered him an all out assault right yeah, back on his own song, 
and knock this nigga right out of relevance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you're the lesser guy in a battle, in any battle, that's what you have to do. You have to pull out your big guns. You have to come in with your big guns. Um, somebody so, somebody now, tell Nick Cannon. Well, Nick Cannon doesn't have big guns. That's also true. <laughs> the best, the best Nick Cannon has is his employees. Yeah, <laughs> your employees are not big guns. You know, that's like that's you know Batman. He may be just a dude, but he has big guns on his own. Yep, literal big guns out of his plane and tank. Actual guns. Actual guns. Um, he can't. He can't count Superman as a big gun. No, Superman is a big gun. Uh, you know, in his fight, he also has a gun for Superman. He also has a gun for Superman. He also he has several guns for yes. Superman. So we've seen. Um, Martha. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Being the biggest one. <laughs> um. So. Um. So yeah, that was really big of him. Now I have not watched the interview. I, I I I have not had two hours out of my day uh, to watch that interview. I don't know <laughs> if I want to listen to Drake for two hours. No, it's it's kind of difficult. Um, <laughs> it's a rough one. Yeah, well, it's really it's more difficult to listen to Elliot Wilson like keep his mouth around Drake's nuts the whole time. <laughs> but, God damn! Hey, dude, don't talk with your mouth full, please. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. You got a you got a hair in your tooth right there. Just just, yeah. Yeah, just, just focus that. on what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Get them nuts to love and care you they, you think they deserve. Just finessing that man's nuts. Um, let's see. Uh, what uh, what do I want to get into? Oh, so this is not necessarily black. I'm so faded. <laughs> I'm good though. I'm good. I'm here. This is not necessarily black. Uh, we news in this week. My vision but. has corrected itself. <laughs> I'm taking my glasses off. All right, damn, I see perfectly now. <laughs> but we definitely have to get into the series finale of Mr. Robot. Yes, bruh. Right as I'm drunk. Okay. If um. you have any intention of watching the series finale of Mr. Robot, now would be the time to take about five minutes. And step away and step away. Go do something. Uh, fast forward this however it works. Just skip uh, whatever you have to do. Yeah. Uh, there are going to be spoilers. Maybe the biggest spoilers of this show. Yes. So If, if we're talking about the finale, definitely, yes. Um, so, Mr. Robot has had a pretty good run, I'd say. Um, Sam Asmel, this is one of those shows... Where you have to give credit for the attempts. You have to give credit for just the attempts at the tricks that Sam Asmel does narratively. Makes sense. Um, because if it, because not just because he pulled it off, but just if any other writer did this on any other show, oh yeah, it flopped. Yeah. Period. Even from the first, the first big narrative twist. That <clears throat> Mr. Robot, the character Mr. Robot was not real and was in Elliot's head. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody else had done this, it would have been a flop. Right. People were predicting it going into the first season. 
um, and just calling it Fight Club all over again, which he kind of he uh, he kind of veered away from that. Right. And for a while, I said for a long time that we wouldn't know what exactly Mr. Robot as a show was about until it ended. Exactly. And I've always felt that way about the show. Like I always, I always do it would come down to the last episode, right, to give us all the answers that we to need. get some real definition. Um, having said that, the big twist in like the final, like the final half. Not even the final half. The last 30 minutes almost of a two-hour finale that Elliot Alderson, as we know him, is not real. The Elliot Alderson that we know, Hoodie Elliot, uh, Hoodie uh, Social Anxiety Elliot, is not real. And that he is a construct of a real person named Elliot. Who has had some trauma? Who has a a, dis, a disassociative identity disorder? Who has yep. had who has had trauma done to him? Who created other personalities to take that weight? Right. And he created Hoodie Elliot to go out into the world and make the world better, so that he could live in it. Right. Basically. And to take that weight, and that's why he has crippling social anxiety. Um, and that the whole point of defeating B.D. Wong and the Dark Army and liberating and liberating the super rich's wealth was to make a better world for him to live in. And now that that mission is accomplished, he has to go away. He yep. has to give give up control back to the real guy. Back to the real guy who he kept in a loop of mediocrity. <laughs> For some undetermined amount of time. In his own head. Um, I can just say that goes past anything Fight Club was doing. Well, very true. That goes back to a lot of shit Fight Club Very true. But we got to give Fight Club credit for, I mean. Uh, Of course. They they pulled it off. That's a classic. Um, Have you read Fight Club 2? I have it, but I haven't read it. Okay, same. Exactly the same, actually. (laughs) Uh, I I didn't realize until I had it that I I don't know if I care. Uh, maybe I don't need that the rest of that story. Yeah. Um, I have to say, man, um, this deserves applause. This show deserves applause because it did not just because of the things that it did, the chances that it took narratively, but because it did a thing that it. A lot of people on Twitter were very impressed by how it captured mental health. This is a mental health show. Yeah. As it turns out. <laughs> very much so. And, and, and once you really look at it, it tackles levels of mental health that we don't really see addressed on shows. Especially the aspect of um, disassociative disorder. Um, I feel like, as a person that has not dealt with that, I feel like it looks like a credible window through the eyes of someone that's experiencing it and how they can be totally absorbed in a world or in an identity that's not their own. Right. It's amazing. And what I, I, the thing that I took the most from Mr. Robot is that it was, it was very telling about the things that we go through and the things that we do and the things we tell ourselves um, 
to to do to 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 cope with mental unwellness and to deal with the world's problems and to deal with the world as it is and to cope with our pain. Yep. Not only that, but in the finale, uh, which is appropriate, it ended up being a narrative about not only having the tools, the mind creating tools to cope with pain, but knowing when it's time to put those tools away right. and face the real world head on as your entire self. Yep. Um. Yeah, the re- just the whole realization that we had not seen the real Elliot the entire four, five seasons at all. We had not seen him until like the last two seconds, exactly of the show. We just see his eyes. It's and amazing. That was, that was really amazing. The performances were incredible. Um, I never thought in my lifetime I would be lauding Christian Slater of all people. Man, uh, as a nigga who grew up in who who was born in the eighties and. Grew up in the '90s and all that shit. I never thought I'd be I'd be saying Christian Slater was the truth, uh, but he killed it. Um, if you've ever had a doubt that Rami Malek did not des- whether or not he deserved those awards for Bohemian Rhapsody, he absolutely motherfucking does. And um, I am going to be excited as fuck to see him in uh, the new Bond movie. Yep, which I'm told he is going to be one of the coldest Bond villains ever. Good. Um, I have I have definitely seen the trailer. I know you don't watch trailers. I did watch this one though. Okay. Um, he looks <clears throat> like he's gonna be the fucking truth. Yeah. Um, speaking of trailers, speaking of upcoming things, um, pivoting back to blackness. Have you seen the the trailer for the new Terry Crews joint, John Henry? No. He's wow. doing John Henry. He. They're doing a, a modern reimagining of John Henry. Interesting. Where John Henry is an ex-gang member. <laughs> where John Henry is an ex-gang member who is who who is protecting two young uh looks like not black children from his I don't know if they mean this literally or not, his brother. Who is played by Ludacris? Let me tell you how to not pitch a movie to me <laughs> by telling me the exact shit that you just told me. <laughs> if that's an elevator pitch, I'm getting off on the next floor. Oh, I don't give shit. a fuck what floor it is. Oh. Ex gang member protecting two white girls who are the daughters of Ludacris. No, no, no. His 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 brother, his, uh, John Henry's brother, is Ludacris, who is the, the gang leader. Sure, they who look just reason, like great who, casting. Who for some reason has a metal plate on his? Uh, who has a metal plate on his jaw or some shit? You're still not selling this movie. <laughs> I need more sangria. <laughs> I am faded. <laughs> So, with that in mind, you need to top off, bro. No. <laughs> I do not. I do not need to top off. I still have to be functional later. Oh, boy. That's why I brought my infused water Oh, with I me. see these guys infused joints. It's infused with lemon and ginger and 
Turmeric, turmeric, turmeric. However you pronounce okay. that. That's tight. That's tight. You got the. Oh, let me just describe it to y'all. Yeah. He, he has. A, he has. A, I, I'm a big thing about water bottles. Yeah. Uh, I just had to get mine from. I left mine over here. But he has a water bottle where it's a little thing in the center mm-hmm. where you put whatever it is you want to infuse. Yes, sir. Your water with. It's right there. And then you put. And then you put that module thing on what looks like the cap. Yep. And it infuses the water. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. It's that's a, great. It's on Amazon. Okay, bet. That's a bet. Yeah, I'm gonna get a bigger one. But yeah, yeah. that's a bet. Um, yeah, I need after I finish this glass of sangria. That's where I'm going because I still got things to do after this, and I am fucked. Bet. Um, man. In that case, <laughs> um, let's see what what else we got going. Okay, so since this is the last episode of 20 of 2019 oh shit that's this, true this is the last episode of 2019 oh um we're gonna do the we have you know we have to do the the stfu award oh let's hey i'm but ready for this before but before that oh. um we we should do a little wrap up uh with just our favorite shits just our favorite things mm. of the year um we've got to talk about favorite music okay Favorite album, for me, I gotta say, favorite albums of the year are probably uh, Shea Butter Baby, mm. the the Ari Lennox joint. Yeah, um, that's gotten a lot of play. Snow Allegra's joint, uh, mm. uh, those feels again. Very nice. And Chasing Summer by Sir. Also, excellent a, choice. A lot of music has come out, and so the one I, I have to say, those are probably the ones that have stuck with me the most. That's Sabrina Claudio. Sabrina Claudio dropped yeah. a new one. That that one stuck with me. Too. Definitely a good choice. Um, for me, um, none of you will know who I'm talking about. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of music from the Griselda Records camp. Oh, Griselda. Um, Conway the Machine, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher. Um, Alchemist, Derringer. I, I'm really heavily into drug selling culture right now. Um, I don't really care too much about music by people on drugs, but the people that are selling them the drugs. Carjacking music. I'm all for it. Grand Theft Auto music. Absolutely. I want to know how to make those bricks. And God damn it, there are so many creative ways to talk about making and distributing drugs, and I'm all here for it. Thank you, Griselda Records. Every every album y'all released this year was album of the year. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Very very nice. Uh, oh yeah, that's a, that's that's how you give somebody their flowers. I I pull up at the day job listening to music about selling drugs and destroying my community, <laughs> and I cannot ask for a better start to every day. Um. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Um. Oh, favorite television. Um, mm. By far, I have to give it to Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen definitely pulled up in the in the fourth quarter and showed up and showed out. Yep. Uh, of course, we just got through talking about Mister Robot. I was looking forward to that all year. I agree. Um, let's see what else. There was something else. Euphoria you- came out earlier in the year. That was a, a big favorite of mine. Uh, I have to finish Euphoria, but I yeah. was loving it. Another one that I, I know a lot of people weren't talking about because it's on Apple TV Plus, and the only reason I'm watching this is because I got a free subscription for a year. Okay. Because I bet. bought my iPhone. Um, there's a show on there called The Morning Show, 
this may sound like sacrilege. I, I watched the entire season in two days. It is, I think, next to Watchmen, it's probably my favorite show of the year. Very well written. It's about a morning talk show, kind of like Good Morning America. Okay. Uh, in which one of the hosts is accused of um, being a sexual predator. Oh shit! And it's it's really it's really in, like ingrained into the whole Me Too movement debate. And and the thing I like about it is that it's not blatantly one sided in one way. Like it, it it obviously sympathizes with people who are victims of sexual misconduct, but it also shows how messages can be obscured and how. In our everyday working lives, there are things that we may allow that contribute to that culture that that results in people being being preyed upon okay. and people who are accused of being predators. It, and it's actually a really, really good show starring Jennifer Anderson, Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell. And oh, a shit. and a bunch of other people like very good acting, very Damn. good writing. It's a strong show. That's like, a that's a cast. Just the three people right there. That's a fucking cast. It's a it's a strong show. Um, bro, Steve Carell is out is still out here killing it, bro. If you would have told me that fucking champ kind <laughs> was that his name in in uh, Anchorman? Yeah, yeah, champ so. kind. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, the nigga who said I love Lamp would right. become one of the greatest actors of his generation and he's acting his ass off in this show it's a very good show and Michael Scott was a long time ago yes Google and Bata Raw is on this show she's oh, what? fine she's still fine she has a very important part in the show um, but yeah that's on my list as well shows of the year um Movies, I didn't, I didn't get out to the movies as much, uh, but y'all know I got to give it to Endgame. I got to. I mean, just just from what it represents, the well, culmination of eleven years of storytelling, um, creating a cinematic, cohesive cinematic universe, and it ending on a. Outside of that, it was just a very well done movie that. Especially when you put it together with Infinity War. Agreed. A very well done movie. Craig Lindsay is having a brain aneurysm right now. I was talking about Endgame. Um, but I loved Endgame. I loved Endgame for what it represented as a fan. For what it represented. Just as somebody that just likes to go and be entertained by a good fucking movie. Yeah. Um, I, I For me... Um, I love that the Marvel franchise can bring... People that are not necessarily mainstream marquee characters to the forefront. Yep. Nobody knew who Thanos was. Nope. Um, before the Avengers Assemble, but God damn it, you you've known for years who Thanos was. You mm-hmm. you anticipated him, and he did not disappoint. <laughs> he did not disappoint. Honestly, I think honestly, I still think Thanos has a chance um, to run in this election. <laughs> I would actually, at this point, I would just vote for him. I'm not going to lie to you, man. The choices are looking that bad. He's like, if I snap my fingers, half of y'all are gone. I'd be like, well, I mean. That's a 50-50 shot. That's Maybe than, I'll still be here. That's better than what Trump's giving us. Trump's going to get us all killed. True. Um, So I got to give it to that. Another one. That, this is kind of a sleeper joint. Fast Color. Didn't see that one. Uh, what's her What's her name? Google. Uh, Google about the raw. Yeah. 
Um, she was definitely she was in that one. It was uh, man, fast color is it was. I've talked about it on the podcast before. It was slow, but it was the kind of slowness a superhero or even superpowers genre needs. It needs a more Octavia Butler kind of narrative, right? And honestly, um, three black women with superpowers that are not inherently destructive. Yes. I think we needed that. Um for the for the budget they were clearly working with, it looks <laughs> fantastic. Um I like you know, how you chose your words there. You know how you know me, anytime black people are anytime black people are filmed well. Yes. Um I am I am all about it. As a matter of fact, for television, I have to add Queen Sugar just for that. Mm. Queen Sugar is always on my list. Queen Sugar has to be on my list because nobody, nobody in the industry right now, as we know it, is can film black people the way Queen Sugar does. I I promise that sometime in early 2020, I'm going to get caught up on that show. You owe it to yourself. Yeah, I I genuinely believe you owe it to yourself. If for no other reason, for the fact that Rutina Wesley is fine, I may actually do that next week since I'll be off all next week as well. I'm telling yeah. you, this is one of them things where you're going to be like, "Where the fuck have I been?" And this past season of Queen Sugar was amazing. Um, I they they're stretching out from the book, um, and these characters are going places that we I mean that you kind of you kind of sort of see coming, but. It's done in a way that makes you feel recognized um, as a per- as, as a black person, um, and more now as a person of color because they they did deal with uh, immigration mm. on this season. Okay, uh, very very dramatic shit. Um, let's see, we did movies, we did TV. Uh, oh, there was probably something else I wanted to get into. Movies, TV. We did music. Uh, music. Oh, um, your favorite, like, news, like your favorite stories, not just that we've covered, but mm. just in general, that have gone down in 2019. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably cover it once we get to the, the STFUs of the year. Yeah. Um, but the whole, the whole DNC. The, yeah, the whole fuckery. Yeah, just yeah, the whole thing. Agreed. Agreed. I, that one's definitely on my list. Um, one of my favorite fuckeries of the past year was um, oh, what was the dude's name? Malcolm Bevel. Remember the dude Malcolm Bevel who was he? He was like this super woke dude on Facebook, and it turned out that he got caught getting married to somebody that was not his public <laughs> girlfriend. Yes. Yes. And okay. Facebook got on that ass yes. quick and got that whole cruise canceled. Yep, I remember that. That's that was pretty hilarious. That was fucking hilarious. I, anytime, anytime cuffing season is in retrograde, <laughs> that is my shit. I like that is my shit. I love as a loving hip hop person. I love mess like that. I love the mess. Um, so that was definitely one of my favorites. Um. Let's see, did I have a did I have another favorite? Uh, no, that'll do it. That'll do it because uh, we haven't. Oh, oh, so, uh, surviving R. Kelly. 
Oh yeah, that definitely opened up some shit. Surviving R. Kelly, that definitely that was that was a thing. They finally got your boy out of there. They finally got your boy out of there, and it looks it 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 looks and again Tristan Santos and I didn't and I took I've taken it as gospel sense because it is the honest to God truth. The rats are just fleeing the ship. Oh yeah. Anybody that has anything on R. Kelly is going to be public. Yep. If it's not public already, it's going to be public very soon because the money's run out. Yes. When the money runs out, people are going to find are going to make that up somewhere. Um. So yeah, I I can't wait for Surviving R. Kelly too. I think the Odyssey of Takashi Six Nine has been an interesting story for my God. Damn. Like, I if somebody would have told me that Takashi Six Nine was gonna just hearing his music. Was gonna take up this much airtime? I would not have believed it. This nigga is gonna go down in hip hop infamy. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, especially if he lives past twenty twenty. Yeah, he's not long for this world. No. Once he's, once he's free. No, not at all. Well, he's out in two years, supposedly, or whatever. Is that the, yeah yeah? Is that the sentencing two years? Yeah, two years. Okay, two and a half years, something. Either way, uh, he's not long for this world. Yeah, one way or the other, he he's a rap. Um, he, Bill Cosby might outlive him. To be honest with you, that's a that's saying Damn. a lot. That's saying a lot. Damn. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. Ooh. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, Randall is gonna get some water in his system. I need to open my eyes. <laughs> I am gonna top off a little bit, and we will be right back with more opinions while black. You are experiencing Opinions While Black sober conversation with, at this point, the very least sober team in podcasting. Oh, this is going to be bad. Pour up. <laughs> and we're back. We are black. We are opinionated. And let me tell you something. We are drunk. And you know we are drunk because D. Randall is currently eating bread. <laughs> Soak up all this alcohol from the sangria. Look, man. I got to be functional in like an hour. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, man. Uh, Sadina did the Lord's work with the sangria. God's plan. <laughs> God's plan. I can't do this on my own. May God bless you. Oh, shit. And grant you everything that you want in life. Oh, boy. So, (laughs) with that in mind. Drinking this shit like communion wine, bro. It is time for white people must be stopped. Oh, man. I am fucked. <laughs> we have a submission uh, from our favorite white people must be stopped correspondent, Chef Ibersol Fallon. What up, Chef? What it do? Um, as y'all know, if if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, definitely our fiftieth. Uh, Chef is a caterer, and um, he has a very he is a he's definitely blowing up uh, in Austin, really in Texas, because he will he will travel depending on where you are. Um, 
with his catering business, Nyella Catering. Definitely got to shout them out because he definitely came and handled his business for the 50th episode. Mm. Um, I really, I, I love those quesadillas. Um, it still tastes. The meatballs, too. Oh, wonderful. Lord's work. Lord's work. Um, the context of the, the message he has just given me is, um, this is based on a, uh, event that is happening, either happening currently or has happened this week. But a friend of his who is very active in the church, um, wanted to see if, uh, he would cook some, if he would, if he would cook something last minute for a Kwanzaa event. Now, the series of text messages we get here. Um, they were looking for fried chicken. Okay. Um, and, you know, chef was like, you know, definitely gonna, it says definitely gonna bake. I just need to get started on the marinating stuff today. Um, if they're gonna taste right. Um, they budgeted, well, I won't put that out there. Um, need delivery, and if need be, add delivery charge. Okay, so homeboy, so homie is hooking them up. Right, right, right. Um, you know, with the full, you know, with the full budget. Um, so quiet, only telling me this because we're friends. Our pastor is white. She offered to handle food order, so I had one last task to do. She had ordered Popeye's delivery. Hmm. You're saving old souls this morning because the people were having a fit. Wait. So this was a Kwanzaa celebration. This is a Kwanzaa celebration. The white pastor felt that it would be apropos to order Popeye's chicken for Kwanzaa. Yes. yes. I see where this is going. Uh, to which Chef replies, where's Chef reply? Um, not a good look in a multitude of ways. Should probably rectify that reasoning with them ASAP. Uh yeah, the the apparently the elders lost their shit. I, I would imagine that, <laughs> that they would. Popeyes for Kwanzaa. Now that must have been you know what there must have been a zero deli- a, a, a zero dollar delivery fee on Uber Eats. That's what happened. No, that was the first option that came to that white pastor's mind was fried chicken. That was the first option that came to mind. Oh, black people, what do they love? They love fried chicken. chicken. And what name pops first in your mind when you think of fried chicken? Popeyes. Um, now, as a black, <laughs> I'm mentally torn. <laughs> because while I am offended by the gesture, I, <laughs> I still want that goddamn chicken. chicken. <laughs> they probably they probably could have hustled them and then get a bunch of chicken sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's even worse. <laughs> But at the same time, if y'all already order them, go on and let them deliver it. Look, if the order is already ordered, what's done is done. Yeah, I'm still going to eat it in protest. <laughs> but yeah, y'all don't need to let the chicken uh, go to waste. But that, yeah, that was racist, though. That was mad racist. That was mad. See, see how they get us? And the only way you can make it up... <laughs> It's by letting me eat this damn chicken. You better, you better fix them some damn plates. Now, Shit. granted, go ahead, pay chef for his time, pay yeah. chef for his time and effort, and um, he he does he can cook the shit out of about just about anything. But once you've run out, mm-hmm. 
you make you you take that Popeyes, you make some fucking plates. I'm just saying, and let them go home with something for their mental pain and suffering, for their mental anguish. I'll get over it for a two piece. Uh, look, look, we ain't out here trying to waste food. God Shit. damn it! <laughs> if you already had to deal with the bad service, and I don't have to. Exactly. I'll gladly accept it. Exactly. You still a hoe? <laughs> yeah. Right. Fuck you. But give us that chicken. Yes. <laughs> see, see, see how see how hard it is to deal with us. <laughs> God damn it! That's why niggas can never have nothing. <laughs> I have a real life racist story, actually. Oh shit! Um, this actually happened this week. This happened on Christmas Eve. I had to work Christmas Eve. Damn. And um, it was it, it, Christmas Eve is usually pretty easy going. Um, I guess there's no harm in me saying it now, but there's been a long-standing tradition. Of uh, me gifting uh, the staff that has to work Christmas Eve with little airport bottles of uh, uh, what a, the liquor of their choice, hey. dark or clear. I usually have a little something t- uh, stocked away for myself. You know what I'm saying? Get through the day. Um, there was a gentleman that came up to one of my coworkers, um, described as an old white man with a uh, with a bunch of. With a bunch of military patches on his hat. Okay. I'm going to assume... I, if he's a regular I'm thinking of, I'm thinking he's a Marine. Okay. Um, thank you for your service, but suck my dick. Um, so, uh, he approached her and asked her if a large black gentleman was still working there. Mm. She played dumb to get more information. Because she knew this would get back to me. Yes. And she said, I'm not sure. There's there's more than one person that uh, fits that description that's come through here. And she said, and he said, he said, one, that I wasn't very nice to him, though he could not go into detail as of how I was not nice to him. Hmm. And he said that this, that this company should not be hiring ex-cons. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> it's like, I'm not an ex-con. You didn't know that about yourself. I didn't know that about myself. <laughs> okay. And... What was curious is that she herself is Korean. Okay. What made you feel like it was safe to tell that to a to a person of color? What like that's that this is what this is where I always get confused about the logic in how white people roll. What made you think that that was safe to tell someone else of a darker hue? Like I would think you would go to the white person on staff. Here's a little known secret. White people don't realize that everybody hates them. Ah, gotcha. They don't realize that. They A lot of times, they only think that it's black people that don't like them. No, nobody likes you, including, no including most white people. The Asians, they don't like you either. Especially them. It's, it's, I mean, especially them. Fucking, oh, man. Um... Fuck the what after what World War Two, yeah no no fuck y'all. So I thought that was just odd. I just I always think it's odd. It's not necessarily what you say for me. It's who you say it to. I would have thought she would have gone to the to the resident because I've had because I've had a customer that went to the white manager on duty and felt completely comfortable saying nigger. To which she definitely corrected him. Is like, we don't say that in this building ever. Mm. But 
just the fact that he he immediately assumed that she was down, that she was comfortable, and that she totally get it, that she was in on it. That I understand. But you went up to a blatantly Asian woman. Yes. And and had this little tirade about my, her ex-con co-worker. I guarantee you it was a non-violent crime. Uh, that was just weird to me. White people... That, you know what? You said this maybe the first episode of this show. Mm-hmm. And it has, it has remained true. This is what happens when you have no natural predators. That is what happens. Yes. No natural predators. Um, no survival instinct. Send your racist stories... Your racist real life encounters, along with any listener letters, advice um, that you might have for myself or Dean Randall, send these to Opinions While Black. They don't want to know shit from me. <laughs> they really don't. They just want to ask you. I'm just, I'm just here. Um, send send it to Opinions While Black at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets uh, available to you on Facebook. Twitter, and or Instagram. We'll be right back to finish it off with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Houston's most savage podcast. Opinions while black. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Mm. We are opinionated. Yes. And I am drunk. Uh, Randall's currently in recovery. I'm, I'm trying to get hydrated. He is detoxing. Um, <laughs> he is currently detoxing with his infused water. Yes. Um, it's time for listener letters. Uh, we don't get to do these all the time. Okay. Uh, we have one from... Well, we have a few, but I'm not going to read one of these. Um, <laughs> we have one from David Santiago. What up, David? Um, he says, if you could point out that Hoteps have less in common with Malcolm X than they do with Archie Bunker, that would be golden. That wow. is wonderful. <laughs> that is a wonderful statement, and the God's honest truth. That is very accurate. That, that's just no shit. Malcolm Little ain't going for all that shit that y'all were going for. <laughs> right. El Haj Malik El Shabazz ain't going for the shit that y'all niggas are talking about. Shut the fuck up. I'm convinced that nigga would slap the shit out of a lot of these dudes. Like, open hand. Um... So thank you, David, for that commentary. On to God's truth. Um, on to we have a question from Nita from Nita Painter. Hi, Nita. Nita um, Painter. Nita Painter. There's a website for that if you need a painter. Um, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it offhand. Um, but- Nita asks, "Have y'all talked about government assistance?" Okay, Nita, what would you like to know? Uh, it depends on what you want to know. I have never been on government assistance. I have dealt with it before. Um, you know, and I will say that I, and this is not a judgmental statement, but I feel like I use it responsibly. Okay. Um, I've, I've been unemployed a few times at no fault of my own. And in each of those times, I've used whatever government assistance is available for me. Um, one of the first times that I was... Um, unemployed, I applied for food stamps. Okay. During the three months that I was unemployed, um, my wife and I received four hundred dollars a month in food stamps. Okay. That's a lot of groceries. I would say, that's a lot of motherfucking groceries. As a matter of fact, with the uh, the last check, I threw a party. 
No uh, shit. I was like, you tell me what you want me to cook. And people were just throwing in ideas, and there were steaks and shrimps, and I could, I did, I did everything. Hey. And you know, on the government's dime. Thank you very much for my tax dollars going to work. Um, but the second that I got a job, the nigga sent me a, a letter the next day, like, ha, congratulations, you get no more from us. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, one time I got laid off. Um, I think it was the next job I got laid off. And it was right in the midst of the uh, the housing crisis. Okay. And I was unemployed on unemployment for 25 months. So for over two years, I was unemployed and uh, getting that good Obama money. And I was able to use that time to work on my filmmaking and other other talents at the same time. Like I actually, you know, worked on. Developing certain skills that I could monetize later on once I was was back on my feet. So I was grateful for the time that I was able to take off. And, and sure enough, you know, I went right. I went back to work eventually. Um, I mean, government assistance is there if you need it. There are some people who make a lifestyle out of it and try to hustle it and try to figure out how you could maximize it. My thing was, look, man, I've been working for X amount of time through no fault of my own. I am not working right now. I'm going to use the resources that are available until I'm able to get back on. And I don't, I don't want to stay on government assistance indefinitely. Right. I can't imagine doing that. Obviously there are people who abuse it, but I'm not one of them that wants to do it, but it is there for you. If you need it, I did enjoy the fact that they gave me a certain peace of mind, but it's also just, it's also just enough to where you're like, man, I can't live off this shit. I got to work for real. And let me go ahead and add real quick. Um, as somebody who's not been on government assistance, but hearing this story and if you and if have heard and witnessed a few others, let me just say this, and we're not going to stay on this because we got to wrap up, and I know Randall got to go. But um, don't let social media punk you out of using the resources that are available to you. Don't let social media and a lot of talks. So, let me tell you something. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to keep saying this going into 2020. Niggas are mad classist. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for racism, a lot of these niggas would be hella Republican. Um, Very true. Niggas are mad classist, and the way they talk down um, to people that don't live a television, uh, a a Norman Rockwellian middle class lifestyle is unconscionable. Mm. Fuck all of them. Use all of the resources at your disposal. Um. And use them to the to the maximum that you were allowed. Yeah. Um, everybody's at the end of the day, everybody's doing what they can with what they have. Um, that include that is including and especially myself, D. Randall. None of us are rolling in the money off of this shit. Speak for so, yourself, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, as far as government assistance goes, ain't shit wrong with it. Don't let if you are out there and you struggling, don't let social media. Um, Punk you into being proud. Do what you gotta do. Um, having said that, uh, thank you, Nita, for that for that entry. If anybody else has anything they want to, they ever want to say to us or ask us, uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail is the way to go. Or any of our social medias as are available. Um, I did see that someone posted that they just want to fuck. Um, any response to that? <laughs> no, no response to that. No, no response to that. <laughs> See, that's how you know this nigga's wasted. <laughs> um, 
It is time for the twenty the, the being the last episode of the year. It is time for the twenty nineteen STFU Awards. Oh shit! Better known as uh, the Donald J Trump Award for Excellence <laughs> in Douchebaggery. Uh, the second annual. Wow. Uh, second annual. Um, so here are our nominees. For the coveted... It's officially a tradition. STFU Award. The Donald J. Trump Award for Excellence in Douchebaggery. Um, the nominees are... Number three. The Democratic National Committee. Oh, man. Um, accepting that... If, if they get the award, accepting the award on their behalf would definitely be Joe Biden. Absolutely. If, if any group of people... <clears throat> Um, were ever handed the keys to the kingdom and were basically gifted a presidency, um, it would be the all the Democratic hopefuls, I, I should say. And each of them has successfully... They're blowing it. ...talked their way out of a, a fucking layup. They're blowing it, with the exception of maybe Elizabeth Warren. Um, blowing it. Blowing it. And maybe Elizabeth Warren is not being vocal enough. She is, but I mean, the thing is, she's she's not going to defeat him. Like, it was literally handed to Joe Biden. Joe Biden literally could have just said right. nothing. And we keep saying the fact that she's a woman, they're not going to, they're only going to take her so seriously. Yeah, people are more, they're more sexist than they are racist. Okay, yeah, you're right. All right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, DNC, they're blowing it. Then and, 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 and yeah, no. Um, number two, um, Kanye West. Look, man. Now, as you know, we try to keep the Kanye talk to a minimum. But this year, he has been unavoidable. Which is a, which is which is saying a lot because he was unavoidable last year. Yeah. It's just between it's, it's, the, the it's Sunday ex- service shit. It's exhausting, man. The the gospel album. It's the the. <sighs> Dressing like the Silver Surfer, the transparently obvious grifting is is what really annoys me. It's like he's using every every trope at his command to lure black people into forgiving him. You know, you say some dumbass shit about slavery, um, you disappear for a second, and then when you come back, you do the one trick that you always do when black people are mad at you: you invoke God. Niggas are not going to boo you when you're doing gospel music. And people didn't believe me when I said that Kanye West only addresses people when he's selling something. Yes. So when he came back with the Sunday service shit, I knew he was only doing a temperature check. Yep. Testing the waters so he Mm -hmm. could take this shit on tour. Yep. And sell an album. And people were like, well, maybe he has turned over a new leaf. And I'm like, no, this nigga actually has an album coming out. This nigga is selling something like he always is. He is just in the time-honored tradition of humanity selling Jesus. That's it. Um, And you niggas fell for it. And fell for it hook, line, and motherfucking sinker. I still haven't heard that album. I don't care to hear it. Haven't heard his last two. Um, Couldn't pick it out in the lineup. Uh, number and number three, y'all won't believe me, but I fought with putting this one on the on the list. Amanda Seals. I mean, Amanda Seals had a strong fourth quarter of shut the fuck up. She came through in the clutch, man. She really did. I mean, she, she put numbers on the board. She came off the bench and put numbers on the board, bro. As a matter of fact, 
she's on her she's on her bullshit this week. <laughs> How did and, he, and here's the fucked up thing, and this is what makes her such a strong contender for shut the fuck up is. How are you right? And still, and still, people need you to shut the fuck up. Right. So this week, um, she had some shit to say about Kim Kardashian. Um, as you know, Kim Kardashian has done has put on some self tanner and convinced herself that she is the second coming of Diane Carroll in that little photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had some shit to say about that and. As you will always do with something that's popular in pop culture, she got some pushback. Right. Um, we're not going to validate any of that pushback because it's stupid and they're wrong and Kim Kardashian is a fucking culture vulture, um, which in which case Amanda was right. But, um, in fact, Randall, can you, can you scroll... Oh, scroll yeah. to the, the tweet right here? Yeah, that's it right here. No, no, the, the Amanda's tweet. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. Amanda's tweet itself. Oh, okay. I think in respect to everyone involved, they just cut her off. Okay. <laughs> um, but basically, but basically, Amanda Seals was saying that um, she understands that there's going to be pushback on anything she says because people hate her because she's skinny and light skin and um, is a is a, a a free thinker or whatever yeah, the fuck. She feels like she's a perfect candidate for people to hate on because she's light skin and beautiful and intelligent and opinionated. And she's just an easy target. Um, to which uh, Frenchie Davis uh, jumped on and definitely set the record straight. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. I'm probably gonna delete this. I'm probably gonna delete this later. But my pe- but I'm getting my period soon, and this is exhausting me. This sister so clearly has a skinny, light-skinned, mean girl complex and works super hard at projecting the shit onto other people. It's exhausting. Like, sis, we all love Tracy Ellis Ross, um, Michaela Angela Davis, Zendaya, Amanda Stenberg, and countless other opinionated, thin, light-skinned, educated women. People dislike you because your energy is obnoxious and disingenuous as fuck. As fuck. Go sit with that. Sit with it in a corner quietly with biracial Jesus and center yourself. I just wish a light-skinned nigga like Shaza from a different world would go over there and choke fuck the shit out of her so she could calm down and shut the fuck up. Well, (laughs) it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to come back from that. I was searching for the lie the entire time. None. None. I saw none. Um, and this is, again, this is why no one likes her. This is why no one likes Amanda Seals. Because the only thing, because it, it, basically, if you spend more time talking about people hating on you than people actually spend hating on you, that's not genuine hate. That's arrogance. That's the thing with you. That's your issue. And. This is the problem with Amanda Seals is that she turns everything into somebody just hating on her because she light skinned, hating on her because she's intelligent and a uh, and a straight shooter. Anybody that tells you out of their mouth that they're a straight shooter is probably full of shit and they need to shut the fuck up. Um, there are quite a few light skinned women that I really fuck with. There are a many light skinned women that I fuck with. Shout out to Weezy from Horrible Decisions. And actually, pretty much all of them except for her. And she's basically the one that I don't fuck with. 
Um, how you light skin and still fucking it up? Bruh, how are you fucking up your own privilege? Like, it, it really, light skin privilege means we're supposed to still fuck with you in lieu of all this. Mm. And we don't. Because you're riding it for all it's worth. You're already only getting by on your comedy because you're light skin. So we're already just tolerating you. Um, yeah, this is fucking asinine. Um, having said all that, if I had to, so I have to decide on a winner. Um, Amanda Seals came through in the fourth quarter, but Kanye has probably been the most consistent. Um, so I think she's, I think she's knocked out of a strong, close third place. Yeah. Um, Kanye has definitely been the most consistent in his annoying. Um, it's hard to it's harder to avoid him than it is to avoid Amanda Seals. Very true. Because there's a lot of people who don't know who Amanda Seals is because outside of Insecure, she's not talented at anything else that she does. Right. And and people who were raised on Kanye won't let you forget shit about Kanye. Ever. Ever. As we talked about last week. Ever. But I have to bring it to I think the I think the winner this year is going to be Joe Biden. And the Democratic candidates. True, I agree. I have to go ahead and give it to him. It was, it was a strong, it was a close one, and it was gonna be Kanye. I'm giving it to the Democratic candidates this year because they dropped the biggest ball. They dropped the biggest, but coming out of the horrible, horrible run that Trump had, that Trump has had, a nigga who is on trial, who has been impeached, who has been impeached, who is on trial for illegal things. His campaign man, his campaign manager is in prison. And y'all fucked that up. And the debates aren't making it any better. No. The deb- only They're only making us more annoyed. And we want y'all to just pick somebody. Just pick somebody and we swear we'll get behind them to get this motherfucker out of office. Because, by the way, all y'all arguing about this, that, and the third, just shut up. Because whoever they pick, y'all are going to vote for them. Because y'all ain't voting for Trump. Hmm. Y'all gonna vote for him, so just chill out. Let them pick somebody, and let's get this motherfucker out of office, and let's go back to dealing with the devil we know. Um, having said that, they're fucking it up. They're blowing this. Joe Biden, above all of them, is blowing it. Joe Biden could have run this whole race not ever saying a single word a to single a word. single human being ever about anything. No relevant issues. He could have shown up in October of next year and been like, "Oh yeah, I'm running." Oh, cool, bet. And we just still voted for him in droves to get this motherfucker out of office. And yet, he is blowing it with every fucking word out of his mouth. Push-up contest, my nigga? No. No. Stop. All of y'all. So, on behalf of the Democratic candidates, Joe Biden, we graciously, gratefully hand you the, 20, the 2019 Donald J. Trump Award for Excellence in Douchebaggery. Thank you. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and just let us just let us pick you. Let us pick you. Just be quiet. Shut it's not up. hard. Just, just do it, dude. My God. Oh. D Randall, have we done a podcast? I'll let you know in a little bit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Y'all, Team Oz, y'all have been amazing. This has been an amazing 2019. Um the support is so welcome, so appreciated. We love you. 
Um, and hopefully we're going to have a this is this this is our second year. Second year. And we're going to have a great third one. It's going to be crazy. It's wait let us wait till we get to 100. Yo, you ain't going to be able to tell us shit. Fam, when we get to 100, we're we we've already arrived, but goddamn when we get to 100, it's going to be a whole new ball game. I promise you that. It'll be right around summer. Right in the summer, we're going to have a we're going to have a, a great meet and greet. We're going to have um leading up to it, we're going to have a, we're going to do a Penguins Wild Black After Dark in 2020. Yep. And Randall has already promised uh merch. It's coming. Merch is on the way. Believe that. Fuck with me. Um and you know, I've known this man to be a man of his word. Um so thank you all. Um thank you, D Randall. Yeah, man, thank you. Um and until next week with more foolishness and fuckery, you've experienced episode seventy yes. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I am what remains of D Randall. <laughs> and as always, in parting, titties. <laughs> <laughs>